Welcome everybody and thank you all for joining us today. I'm going to try to do a little bit more live shows in 2020 and I'm sort of uh, getting the hang of this and trying to be more interactive with the show. So thank you for joining us. We're going to talk about a very interesting story uh, that has involved a lot of rock bands and a lot of bands that are labeled as rock that maybe some of you may not agree with. And before we get started, if you're new here, of course you can subscribe with notifications on so you don't miss out on breaking news and updates. You can also post your questions in the chat. You can utilize super chats. You can do all that fun stuff. You can also tweet over at Rockfeed News, and I'm going to try to answer as many questions as I can after I get to the story that most of you are here for. So that story was involves a post that uh, I made yesterday and I shared on Twitter and Instagram and it got a lot of people very angry where I talked about the top rock artists, the best rock artists of the decade. And it stems from an actual factual list that comes from Billboard where they count down the top selling artists of the decade, if you can believe that. And it is very disappointing and it's very telling and it is potentially very bad for rock. And that list we're going to go over here. But at the top of the list, all over the list, you've got Imagine Dragons, who notably publicly feuded with Slipknot frontman Corey Taylor earlier this year. Uh, he essentially alluded to musicians bullying him because they mocked Imagine Dragons. Because again, they are sort of carrying the banner for rock music right now, even though a lot of people don't really agree that they are rock music. And so I'm going to show you what we're talking about, the top rock artists here. And we're going to pull this list up for you and go over why people are so mad about this. The, the, the best rock artists of the decade. You've got artists like Metallica, top-selling, billion-dollar-generating artists like Metallica who aren't even in the top 10. It's pretty, pretty crazy uh, if, you, if you look at this list. So... We have the top 10 um, selling rock art album. Sorry, this is live. Uh, the top 10 selling rock albums of the 2010s. And here we go. We've got number 10, Hozier with self-titled album, uh, Rock. Number nine, Panic at the Disco with Death of a Bachelor. I do think that's a great album, but I don't really consider it rock. The Lumineers with their self-titled album. Lord with pure heroin. Somehow Lord is now rock. If you can imagine that. Fun with their album Some Nights. Imagine Dragons with Evolve. Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Imagine Dragons with Night Versus. Mumford and Sons at number two with Sy No More and number one. Top-selling album of the decade. This really isn't a surprise to me. You've got Blurry Face by 21 Pilots. Now, if you're like me, you will probably very much question this list and wonder why this list does not include any of the traditional rock artists. There are two sides of this. There are some people that will say, you know, if you look back, the Beatles were considered rock, and they don't sound anything like what we would consider to be, I guess, hard rock. And so we're in this very weird place with the billboard charts where one of two things really needs to happen. You know, when you look at this list, there's another, there's another chart here 
the best performing rock songs on the chart, the individual singles. You've got Imagine Dragons at number one with Believer, Imagine Dragons at number two with Thunder, Imagine Dragons at number three. These are the best performing songs, Radioactive. Number four, High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. Oh, hey, by the Lumineers. What a really fun song that is. 21 Pilots with Heathens, Walk the Moon with Shut Up and Dance. Portugal the Man, Feel It Still. 21 Pilots with Ride and 21 Pilots is Stressed Out. Although 21 Pilots have the highest performing albums, they are absolutely steamrolled by Imagine Dragons in this category. And it is very telling. And then you've got metal and hard rock artists that are on these lists as well. You've got the um, you've you've got them missing this list. You've got artists like Shinedown that sold tremendously during the decade. Disturbed, Three Days Grace, Metallica, all of them all absent from this list somehow. So either these pop artists, there's so many pop artists now where we're oversaturated. They got to include everybody who plays their own instruments into the rock category or we are in a lot of trouble. Um, so I'm, I'm going to talk about sort of the fallout from this. I'm going to go over some of my favorite comments from this as well, but I want to take you back to what happened earlier this year when you have Imagine Dragons feuding basically with Slipknot vocalist Corey Taylor, unfairly, mind you. There were a lot of articles at the time that said, Imagine Dragons singer responds to criticism from Slipknot singer, and all Corey Taylor ever did was make like a passing joke, making fun of Imagine Dragons. He didn't say, I hate Imagine Dragons or anything like that. But he released this big statement, um, the singer of Imagine Dragons. What's his name? Uh, whatever the singer guy of Imagine Dragons is, and he later deleted these posts, by the way. But he says, for a decade now, I've dealt with critics and other bands saying extremely harsh things about my band. Not what I would call fair criticism, which I always try myself my best to receive. Uh, I'm going to skip down a little bit. He's going to say, I've gotten over the fact that guys in other bands, the 1975, Foster the People, Smashing Pumpkins, Slipknot, etc., feel a need to talk badly about my band for whatever reason. I don't feel anger for them, actually. Just more of a sadness that this industry embraces, even celebrates this mentality. I wish it felt like uh, a place where artists stood by each other and supported one another, regardless of our different tastes and voices. Um, so... You've got this situation here. You've got this, this strange situation where it seems like there are a lot of kids, a lot of young people that listen to Imagine Dragons that really do like this band. And then you've got this fragmented section, uh, section of rock fans that don't want to hear them and think it's unfair that they are dominating the charts in the manner of which they do. I, of course, would fall into that category, and I imagine a lot of you would as well. And so... The question is to each of you in the comments. I want you to share your thoughts on this. What do you think needs to happen with these charts? Do you think that these bands are more so pop or are they actually rock and this is just the way it is? What do you think? Let me know in the comments. I'm going to go to some of the questions now here. And um, somebody said, I peed laughing at the fact that you classified them as rock. I'm not classifying them as rock. The, the album charts, which matter are the ones that are classifying them as rock 100%. Um, 
Highly Defective says, this is a hot take right here. I'd rather listen to Imagine Dragons than Metallica. And I would say that Metallica have sold millions, tens of millions and millions and millions and millions of more albums more than uh, Imagine Dragons have. Imagine Dragons are monumentally successful, but they've only had one decade of success and Metallica have had countless decades of success and dominance. Um, and so William says all those bands are pop. Um, some of these chat, I'm, I'm trying so hard to get to this chat, but a lot of it is going so fast. Um, imagine trash. Well, it's 2020 soon. Uh, I guess you're imagining that maybe <laughs> we, no pun intended. I guess you're imagining that we could maybe get to the point where rock music comes back into prominence. You've got people like, and I know I'm going to get some heat for this, but you've got people like Justin Bieber that emphatically profess their love for Tool. Do you remember earlier this year when Justin Bieber was on Instagram riding around blasting Tool for the neighborhood? A lot of people love Tool. They take cues from hard rock. They take cues, whether it's fashion or musical stylings, they take cues from hard rock and heavy metal music. But when it comes time to like mainstream events like the NFL, the Super Bowl, Rock is just nowhere to be appreciated. They don't want to call them. Maybe they think they're not family friendly or something like that. I really don't know what the issue is with that. It just it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, people in the chat are saying, Imagine Dragons is worse than Nickelback. Now, that's something I want to talk about here. First of all, I think that Nickelback actually gets a lot of disrespect that they don't really deserve. Like, Chad has had his moments on stage or in interviews where he's been ridiculous and he's been kind of an ass, but haven't we all? Haven't we all been assholes? But I, I would say that I will take Nickelback. I'll wear Nickelback shirts. I'll wear Nickelback hats. I'll go to Nickelback shows seven days a week over the music from Imagine Dragons. I'm just not, I just don't think that their music is interesting. I don't think it's appealing. Um, I think that it is formulaic and, and, Look, Nickelback certainly has a formulaic approach to music, too, to a certain degree. They have a certain sound, but their music is at least redeemable. At least you can sort of nod your head to it. I don't care what anybody says. Photograph was a catchy song of the highest order. I don't care what anyone says. It was a very, very, very catchy tune. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of people in the, in the chat who are agreeing with that. What's up, Jeff? Uh, it says, that's an insult to Nickelback. Uh, I'd rather listen to Nails on a Chalkboard than Imagine Dragons, and I would have to agree with that as well. Let's get some of the questions that you guys sent over on Twitter. You can send it over to at RockFeedNews on Twitter. Um, you've got a question here where, how are any of these bands considered rock? This is from Tim at Tinol83. And this is what we're talking about here today. You've got that graphic, um, which I'm going to link to in the description of this video for those of you who haven't seen it. Again, though, I've already read it to you. Uh, it's Imagine Dragons dominating the top three spots, then Panic at the Disco, uh, Walk the Moon, etc., etc. The list is packed. Um, it's crazy. So, additionally, we have a question about If System of a Down releases new music, this is a good question. 
Uh, Rob Realm asks on Twitter, if System of a Down releases any new music, will it actually be new or perhaps material written years ago that the band never came to terms with releasing? Now, we know there's a lot of um, a lot of unreleased material from the Hypnotize and Mesmerize sessions that have not yet been released. And you've got John Delmayan, uh, I'm sorry, rather Serge, who has said that he is totally agreeable to that material being released. Uh, but the other members, there's, there's a petition out there actually for this to happen, but you've got the other members that have not yet responded to that. But for his part, drummer John Delmayan has come out and has pressed the other members to make 2020 the year. Let's have a Christmas miracle where System of a Down actually does get back together, actually does release new music. I think that there is a, a strong chance that we could see at least some additional new touring dates in 2020 um, there for um, in 2020 with System of a Down. They're touring Europe. We know that's coming, but I would anticipate at least a North American tour that will make everyone happy. Maybe that could alleviate some of the pressure that's on them to release new music. But I've got to say, every time a band that's been around for a while releases new music, every time they come back and say, we're going to put a new album out, People don't appreciate the new material as much as they do the old stuff. It's just a natural bias that we all have. I have it too. Do you really think that System of a Down at any point is going to release an album that's better than Toxicity? I think that's a losing battle. And so part of me is like, yeah, I'd love to see them release a new album. But at the end of the day, if they don't want to do this and they can't come to terms on that, at least give us a tour every other year. At least give us a big tour. You can at least do that. But then there are people that will say, well, they're not going to come to our shows with, without new music. And that also is likely true as well. So, you know, it, it's just an interesting situation. Any way you look at it when it comes to System of a Down. Um, Rodney says, Carrie Underwood is more rock than these sellouts. <laughs> Taylor Swift is more rock than Imagine Dragons. I would also... Uh, certainly agree with you on that point. All right, guys, we're going to take a few more questions and then we're going to head out of here for today. I've got a lot of things to tweak from this. Obviously, um, I want to make sure we can make this as uh, entertaining for you as possible. And uh, I am nobody says I just saw the title and thought, is this a joke? And statistically speaking, no, it is not a joke. According to the Billboard charts, uh, Imagine Dragons is the most successful, at least from a single perspective, um, band of the decade, if you call it that. It is actually pretty, pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see how this all plays out. I want to thank you all for tuning in today at Rockfeed. And if you're new here and if you haven't done this yet, be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we're trying to increase our presence as the time goes on on various other platforms. Want to make the news more accessible to you. So thank you so much for joining us here today at Rockfeed, and I'll see you all very soon. Take care, guys.